0: I guess it really depends like how many rounds you're doing and i recently just had it happened to me on the buy side so i had a client we're looking in hamilton um we found like a house came up the offers were that night and i was like he really liked it i'm like well i'm like should we go so i called a realtor i said hey you know i know you're doing offers tonight Do you have any interest on the place and he said yeah we have a few people And, um, I said, okay, like this is my client's budget. Would that work? And he's like, yeah, we would take an offer like that. So I wrote up the offer. Mm -hmm. I sent it to him. He said, yeah, go see, go see the house. And it's yours. I said, are you sure? Because we're in Toronto and it's eight o'clock on a Friday night. I don't want to drive out there. If you're not going to take our offer, are you sure? Do not waste my time. He's an investor. We'll get the next house. He said, yep, go ahead. We get out there. We see the place. I text the agent. Perfect. We love it. Let's get the deal done. Don't hear anything. So I'm driving back, no answer. He calls me, said, listen, he's like, I had another offer come on the table. We were the only ones. Apparently, a couple offers came on the table. You know, there's a couple offers on the table. Um, you know, you're neck and neck, you're gonna have to increase your price. I'm driving back, being like, You already told us we were gonna have the house. And he said, sorry, you know, it is what it is. Okay call my client. He's a little upset, but I'm like, listen, we're, we're, we're close. We just have to up our price and it's ours. So we up the price again, 30, 30, 40 minutes goes by no response. He's like, I'm so sorry. They raised their price. You're going to have to come up again. Shoot. And so I called him. I said, listen, I said, I don't want to be going back and forth. If we come up in price, is it a crazy amount or do we just have to come up a nickel? He said, you just have to come up a nickel. The place is yours. I said, are you sure? He said, yeah. We come come up in price. 30 minutes goes by. Again.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's David Cinelli here with the DC Talks podcast. This is episode 41, and you have an absolute treat today. We have Jenna Rose, last name.
0: Ferguson. <laughs>
1: Which is funny because we just go we just call you Jenna Rose all the time. And it's we've even like had a deal together. That's so a little bit of history. So Jenna is obviously a realtor. And uh, Jenna and I had a deal, what, three years ago?
0: I think so. Yeah, right three years around ago. there. Yeah.
1: And that's how we kind of met in this is the first time meeting in in real life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So crazy though, because I feel like we've already met.
1: Yeah. But and we and we talk on Instagram, yeah. we go back and forth, share some ideas. It's great. I, that's the one thing I think people don't realize about our industry is that you know, once you get along and have a good deal or like have a good interaction with somebody, we talk afterwards, and mm-hmm. it's like it, it builds relationships, and that's kind of what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, welcome. So again, you're episode forty one. Welcome to the DC house. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, So share with us a little bit. You know, like stories, or so like we're gonna get into some stories of stuff about your life, how you got started. Mm-hmm. I guess people would just be interested, especially yourself. Like you have a really unique a uh, story of how you came to Toronto.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, a little background about me. Um I am from the East Coast and I originally left about 8 years ago, which I can't even believe. I moved to Calgary first in 2015, but as we were kind of talking about the economy crashed. I was going out there to essentially, you know, make a whole bunch of money. I wanted to save and open up a gym, bartend, but God had other plans. 2015 in Calgary, the economy tanked, I couldn't keep a job, I had to go on welfare, and I come from a very poor family background. So when I was going out there at 20, it was like, you're going out there on your own. If you get stuck, you get stuck. So after a year of grinding it out, really just struggling My boss at the time lost his job and I was nannying and I'm like, oh my God, survival mode again, just kind of kicked in. And I looked at jobs in Toronto, see if I could like model, do influencing. This is when Instagram really started to pick up. Got a job to Toronto, um, flew out here. I was walking down in City Place, Fort York, where I live now. I was looking around and like, this is where I need to be. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to become successful in the city. Called my uh, roommate at the time about 4 hours being into Toronto and I'm just like I'm moving here and then packed my stuff up came here no friends no job and just kind of figured it out.
1: <laughs> okay, what do you mean just figured it out? Like <laughs> so first off you 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 go home, you pack up your stuff. Did you have a place to move here or when you
0: So this is this is now I feel like a full circle moment. So when I moved, or when I was here for the four days in Toronto visiting from Calgary, one, I didn't have any intentions of moving here, but when I was walking in City Place, I just knew that this is the city. And so funny enough, you know, you go on a couple of Tinder dates. I was 20 years old. Give me a break. Um, and I had one of my friends connect me with a realtor at the time. So he was showing me places. Mind you, I've I've never done this before. I have moved out. I have lived on my own since I was like 16. I've lived in plenty of apartments, but very different market in the East Coast in Calgary to Toronto. Mm-hmm. So we're going around. We're seeing all these places. I tell them my whole story, you know, moving here, no job, yada, yada, yada. We find a place that I absolutely love. And he was like, okay, I need job letter, pay stubs, credit report. I'm like, oh my God, I don't have any of this. And so the other guy that I went on a Tinder, wait- Tinder date with, I was telling him this. And he's like, oh, I can get you fake documents. No problem. You know, you just have to pay a few thousand dollars. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So I probably shouldn't say this, but you know, I did get fake documents done, job letter, credit card. I didn't own a credit card at the time. Like I had nothing. And uh, so I went back to Calgary, I got a different realtor, I had to get rid of this one, because he knew I didn't have a job. So if I showed him a job letter, he would have been like, this doesn't make sense. And so I, I got a new realtor, I signed the documents for 30 or for Dan Lucky Way, mind you, 151 Dan Lucky, that one 151 Dan Lucky Way. And I, you know, came and then I flew back a month a month into it i came back to toronto i'm sitting in the lobby the realtor's like where are you i'm like i'm in the lobby where are you he's like i'm in the lobby i go to the concierge i said what building is this he goes 38 dan lucky way i'm like oh my god that's the unit i thought i was signing for oh shit! so i take my suitcases i walk up the street like an idiot i'm like oh my god jenna what condo did i just sign for I get in. It was a uh, realtor hands me the keys, give him the money, dips out. I go up into the condo. It was a shit box. Like the place I live in now is gorgeous. This place was like there was some blood on the walls. The washing machine didn't work. There was a tiny little window. And I'm like, I can't have this extraordinary life in this condo. So called a realtor, threatened him. Didn't, re- again, didn't know what I was doing. I'm like, I didn't sign for this. Like, I didn't even see this place, yada, yada, yada. I got my half month, like, deposit back. He didn't yeah. give me the whole thing. Found a new realtor. This was, I think, 2016 when the rental market was crazy. And um, and so we're going around. with That crazy these-
1: as today, by the way.
0: Yeah, it, it was nuts. And just going around, looking at all these places. I had one month to find a new place. I was losing you know, condo after condo because it was couples that were going in or people that were making more money than me, even though I didn't have a job, it was fake documents. <laughs> and uh, then I had like two days before I had to move out. And I was looking at women shelters because I didn't have any extra money to stay. My family couldn't help me. Like I was sleeping on the floor on an air mattress in in 151. Yeah. So then the realtor called me and a spot at 38 just opened up. It was the identical unit that we saw the next day and then long long story short, I got that place and I've been there ever since. Oh, so you've been there ever since. That's pretty. <laughs> I've been there for seven years now because that, so, that was like, I'm not leaving.
1: <laughs> so, so how did you afford to to live there then? Like, you know, did, you got a job right away. When did you get your license? Like, how did that work?
0: Yeah. So then when I moved in, um, there was a nutrition shop that just opened that was like right beside me. And I kind of quickly realized that there was an opportunity, like my background was personal training. Mm. I saw that there was an opportunity to train people in the condo gyms. so. So I pretty much hung out at the store all day. People would come in. I'd introduce myself. I'd hang out at the Starbucks, um, go to all the fancy places in downtown. And I literally just kind of sold myself to corporate women and men. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's how I got started with personal training. So I did that for about three years, making six figures cash, you know, lived a pretty good life. And all of my clients at the time were, you know, investors or had rental properties and so we were constantly talking about the market and personal training wasn't my passion. I'd just been doing it at a really young age. And then everyone was just telling me, you know, you you'd make a really good real estate agent with your hustle and this and that. And so I'm like, okay, let's do it. And then I got my real estate license. I quit that. And what like later was that this was in like the end of 2019. Okay. First of 2020. And I just told them I was like, I'm not doing a plan B, you know, I'm going all in with real estate. And um, I'm glad I did because then three months later, the pandemic happened. And if I was still a personal training, I would have been screwed. Yeah,
1: you would have been done. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that's kind of the background story. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: you, and you've been with the same brokerage the whole time? Or is it give you a switch around?
0: I was with Royal Page for three months. And then I switched to Keller Williams. So I've been with them pretty yeah. much for almost four years now.
1: And they have a good training. Is that like so... What was important to you? Was it the training or was it, did you have a mentor there? Like, how did you decide on Kevin mm-hmm. Williams? And like, what are your thoughts on somebody starting in there too? Would they, for the path of what you chose, would you do the same thing?
0: Yeah. So I reached out to a bunch of realtors as I was getting my license. And then there was one guy in particular, his name is Nick, who's at my brokerage and during the pandemic, we connected a lot over the phone, and I was just telling him my situation at Royal Page. I joined with a which team... Royal Page, by the way? You know? Uh, it was, it, it was in Vaughn. No, a... <laughs> no, it was uh, it was in Vaughn. I, I can't really remember. That's fine. Yeah. But um, I joined. That with... tells
1: you something. You can't remember your own brokerage's name. That's yeah. So something. essentially,
0: it was my wife's husband when I was training. <laughs> your
1: wife's husband?
0: Or my sorry, <laughs> my client. Oh, we just
1: we just opened up a new <laughs> can of worms here, All right, Jen? My, I didn't know that about my you.
0: Clients, <laughs> my clients, my my wife's husband, my, cl- my client's <laughs> husband. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Saying you know client. what I'm saying? My, you- okay, so when I was trading, my client, her husband. Okay, gotcha. Okay, just make that clear. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so he was in real estate and he does really well for himself. And mm. so she connected me, joined his team but I just didn't really find any value. Like his his coaching and training was just very old school to what I was kind of looking for. And there was right. a big age gap between us and just culturally different. So we just didn't vibe well, even though he's a fantastic realtor. And so then I connected um, with my friend Nick online and then he was just, you know, gave me a lot of really great advice. He pitched Keller Williams to me and then I kind of joined the brokerage and kind mm. of went, went from there.
1: So you, uh, we were talking offline a little bit, one of the reasons why you didn't join a team and why would like and would Mm -hmm. you and would you do it differently now so why so why didn't you join a team right off the beginning like oh you did join a team for a small period of time but Mm -hmm. then why did you you backed away because of
0: yeah so what did you tell me yeah there was a couple things so one i think it was um at the time he was like nick was a pretty good mentor for Mm me and I was kind of thinking maybe doing a team down the road, but then I kind of wanted to build my own brand. And then when I started building my own brand, it was an ego thing. And I just didn't really want to, even though I really do see a value in a team, yeah. I think a team, you have a lot more resources, you can learn things quicker, um, whereas on your own, like you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, you know, I had him in my back pocket for everything. And, you know, he was he was on the road of starting a team. I was thinking maybe I could work with him. But then I started, you know, doing my own thing a little bit. And then it was just, yeah, I'm going to figure this out on my own.
1: Yeah. One thing I liked you said, too, it's like, you know, there's a successful realtor, but he did things old school. I don't think people realize it's like there's no one way of doing real estate in this type of, you know, any type of market, basically. It's You do what you find is more comfortable for you, what works for you. So what works for, for example, you might Mm -hmm. not work for me. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's just figuring out what works for you. And I like the fact that you were smart enough to say like, I've had people trying to, you know, trying to do something that I do or something like they're a little more old school. I'm like, then go somebody who's a little more old school. Or if you want somebody like cutting edge or something else too, like maybe there's something even better than what we do, right? It all depends on on what you're looking for. And I don't think there's one way to, to skin a cat, right?
0: Yeah, I really think you kind of just have to find what you're good at, try a bunch of different things. For me, I, I tried, you know, all the type of lead gen and prospecting. And then my strong suits are, of course, social media, um, networking. I'm just starting to do now because I pretty much have my license all of pandemic and I'm big into door knocking, cold calling. So I still do a lot of the, you know, I do a lot of the old school stuff still yeah. or now I should say incorporating with social media. Yeah.
1: Which is great, yeah. yeah, yeah, and support system, I'm assuming like you have a boyfriend, right? Yeah, so he's very supportive. Does that help?
0: Yeah, he's super supportive. It's great because um he also works in sales and so he really understands where before I was in some pretty toxic relationships and they just wouldn't understand, you know, the long days or if I'm on the phone a lot, I can't be around or, you know, I'm hanging out with my friends and I have to go in the coat closet for an hour to negotiate back and forth. They all, they support it. They're like, look, Jen is just in the closet. <laughs> you know, she, she's negotiating, which has happened. Right. Whereas like, you know, s- some people in my life just couldn't understand that. So he's uh super supportive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. which is, And I find that's, one of the biggest things for, I think, a lot of people is like your your support system. It's like, so who do you rely on? Your friends, your family, whoever it is. You mm-hmm. need to have a, like a solid base. Otherwise, you're like this could be a lonely business. We've talked about this over and over again, you know. And I was talking one of our mortgage brokers, the same thing. He had po- he had a post the other day. He was he was just lonely, you know. And it was just one of those things. Yeah. He called other people, like, yeah, like that's well, that's why this helps too. Like we can bring people mm-hmm. in. It's not always just ourselves and stuff too. And sometimes we're just bouncing ideas. But having that support system really really helps.
0: And I think that's one thing, too, about the biggest difference with a solo agent and being on a team. I find when you're on a team, you're you're more included and you don't feel as lonely because you're doing more things. You're in the group chat. You're having the weekly calls where a solo agent is just you and you and yeah. then your clients. Right. So I definitely went through periods where I feel really lonely. I got an office at my brokerage just so I could be around people. But even still, for the most part, even being you know, having a space in my brokerage, nobody was there because it was COVID. So it's it's been this year where I'm starting to meet people. I'm starting to take clients out. I'm starting to go to networking events and it makes it so much easier. Yeah.
1: So I started in 2015, 2016. I can't remember. And that's that's all it was. It's always about networking. Well, like have your card on always all the time or digital cards and stuff mm-hmm. too. And it's like, all that was like that was my job like my wife that night like okay where are you going now it's like okay I have this event and that's how we do do you network you go to the gym you meet people at the gym and then all of a sudden the pandemic hit and you're like you're sitting with me and my wife staring at each other like now what do I do you know well the social media had started we were already doing that I'm mm-hmm. like okay we went a little I went even further into that it was yeah like the pandemic I think just changed a lot of people's perspective of like how to do business in a sink or swim kind of situation yeah
0: yeah oh definitely i I can even see it you know I've only been in, in real estate for three a half years, but I can even see the differences from, you know, social media content with realtors when I first started to now. And it's interesting because when I first started, that was my approach, approach, social media, um, networking on there. But in the beginning, my brokerage was, you know, kind of just kind of looked down on it being like, you know, you got to do door knocking and cold calling. Social media isn't lead gen. It doesn't really make sense. And so, I kind of stopped it for a while. And then I just knew that it was something I was good at. And then when I started it, doing it again, consistently, I think within that first year, I made like 150,000 in commission just from social media, um, Damn. clients. So it turned to be really good. And now everybody's doing it. And so I just, it's funny. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I smirk now. I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: well, I remember I, I had pitched. I was with the, uh, I was at the coach too. And we his coaching style is like you have three pillars. And I was looking at the pillars, I'm like, I don't like these pillars. I sure everyone has like the one pillar is always your center of influence and your, you know, like your, your, the people that know you basically in your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your past clients and center of influence, right? But somebody like yourself wouldn't have that, right? But I had that. I was like, okay. And then the other one was like, I guess I'll do open house. But I'm like, but I want social media to be my, my second pillar. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, we don't really do that. I'm like, well, I'm- doing it yeah. and and they kind of changed a little bit so in the beginning he's like you don't need social media but this again we started in 2016 and it was like i got a coach right away which helped me right it was yeah. like think people weren't doing that and i'm like well i will and then they still by the end by the time i left them last year and stuff too they still didn't really embrace it, it was more old school stuff too mm-hmm. but again that's why I just I, it was my time to leave right it was like i wasn't progressing with the, the social media stuff
0: so who were you with before
1: are we allowed to say the names? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you can just say. Like- um,
1: so I was with I was with Rob Vivian. I like and again I like his his coaching style. I liked as for new agents because it's like basically uh, he teaches you how to basically save money and stuff and where where you can save money on real estates and how to do things traditionally without mm-hmm. having to break the bank. And and a lot of it works right. Like I still use a lot of his system. I think it's consistent. Like you know, but when you wake up, when you what you do when you work out, and then um, your your center of influence, how many times you call them. I still use a lot of that mm-hmm. right. As as the, the basis, but I, then there's other coaches I like too. Like if we talked to like Ryan Serhant. went to a couple of his courses. Yeah, I read, like I, I liked. Although his last course was like. I didn't find it was as beneficial, but I went through like three of his courses and some of the stuff I've adopted too. And then I look, so Richard Robbins comes to our our brokerage. We Mm -hmm. use a lot of his stuff. Then Tom Ferry comes to our brokerage too. let me
0: know when he comes. I'll come join.
1: (laughs) You have to be a signature agent. So so Tom Ferry, which we really like Tom Ferry with our leaders group. So in our brokerage, what we have is we have different tiers. Like, so, the leaders are like the top earners and then there's the champions and then there's like pretty much then there's live feeds they have everybody. So in our champions group, they bring in Tom Ferry, I think, three times or four times actually talks to our office. So it's like, it's our, our leaders group. So we do, he does a Zoom and it's just geared mm-hmm. towards us. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not recruiting you. I'm just saying like, yeah, some of, yeah, yeah. so one of the reasons why I love our office, I'm saying for mm-hmm. young people coming in, like the brokerage of what you choose really matters. And that's why I was laughing. You were saying, roll well, the page. People don't understand. It's like when you say Royal Page, the Royal Page is not just Royal Page. It's not like a Sears or Sears, can I say Sears? Because it's not like a Home Depot or something. Yeah. They're actually franchise. So yeah. they're owners of each business. So mm-hmm. Royal Page signature is different than Royal Page West or Royal Page
0: mm-hmm. Integrity
1: or whatever they call them, all those other ones.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. one nice thing about Keller Williams. Another reason why I did go there um, was because they're very big on training very very big on training especially when you're a new agent you know you get two free coaches in the first year you're on a crap ton of calls and zooms at the time and they're really just there to hold your hand right. my broker um or who owns owns the brokerage they have about like five or six locations and if I have a question or anything like that they're available for a phone call whereas when I left Royal Page, they took five hundred dollars out of my paycheck for what for leaving Oh so God. it was just it, that was like a big thing for me too. But I have I'm I could be a little bit biased because I've been with them for so long. Yeah. But they have really good training, and if you're a new agent, yeah. that's that's essential.
1: Yeah, and that's when I I have not quote unquote recruited other agents to come to our office too because I say like listen, interview with other guys, and this is so the page signature is different, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I just like what their 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 whole philosophy, what they provide. Yeah. And again, if so, one of the things I would say to new agents when you are looking to become an agent after you get your license interview with a bunch of brokers see it's not always about the splits Mm -hmm. splits obviously matter but what do you get for that right like what are you training what are you doing to help me with my business Mm -hmm. because now like what people don't realize is that like when you become a realtor you're an independent contractor Mm -hmm. so your business is your name now it's your business so what's going to take your business to the next level you want to partner yourself with somebody who's going to help you as opposed to just drain your bank account mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not mentioning any names so there are a bunch of offices out there that they, they're just a number they just like sure we'll have 7,000 agents in our office and mm-hmm. oh, they don't even they don't give you any training we're like oh you only have to pay a small fee I'm like yeah all you're doing is draining my bank account <laughs> that's all you're doing yeah, yeah. so uh, one of the things obviously there's a lot of things you've learned along the way it's for a new person getting their license right a young female Mm-hmm. Let's do that. So, say you're what, 25 when you got your license? As you said, or like how uh, you?
0: 25 when I got my license, yeah.
1: So, you have a 25 year old young female coming up to you and say, "Okay, mm-hmm. Jenna, what do I do? Is there anything? Is what do a what do I look up for? What's the industry like?
0: Mm-hmm. How does it
1: uh, answer those questions? And how does like are you finding it? It's difficult as it, a female at a young age coming into the or how did you find it, mm-hmm. especially not knowing anybody in the city?
0: Yeah, I would say most definitely, whether it's a team or just a single person, find a mentor that genuinely cares about you and is going to help you grow for maybe nothing in return. You know, they genuinely just care about you. Some people, you know, will take you under their wing expecting, you know, for them to join a team or whatever it is. So find someone that you can trust that maybe you you do want to work alongside or find a realtor that you want to be like. If You find someone on social media. Um, whatever that may be and and stick with them and learn as much as possible. Don't, dry, don't try to do it solely on your own because like I said, you don't know what you don't know and you're going to be learning a lot for years. Mm. I'm three and a half years in, I'm still learning consistently. And so I think that's super important. And then of course, you know, being a young female you want to just make sure that you're in safe environments. So if you're going to open houses, you know, make sure you tell people where you're at, maybe have a little bit of protection on you. I feel like Canada for the most part is pretty safe, but there was a girl in my brokerage who, you know, something went wrong at an open house and, you know, things kind of went south. Really? Yeah, so just, you know, being alert and, you know, making sure you're safe. And another thing too when you're posting on social media, before I used to do modeling and influencing and stuff. And so when I first got into real estate, I thought I could be a realtor and a sexy bikini model. You can't do that. Right. (laughs) Again, you don't want to attract the wrong people and you just want to make sure that you're you're speaking to people who are serious and take you seriously. And so if you're on Instagram, you know, taking videos and and showing yourself off, unfortunately, that's going to attract the wrong people and you can put yourself in pretty dangerous situations. I still have, you know, once in a while, like creepy people come into my life. And I feel like for the most part, I've really cleaned up my act. But as a as a young female, again, you just have to be super conscious of all Mm -hmm. that stuff.
1: Yeah, interesting. It's funny putting yourself in that position. Never thought like, you know, as, as an industry, I've uh, you know, we're, we're obviously opening up You know, telling people you're out all the time, open house and everything. Like we had that one girl in, um, I guess it was in that She got from an open house was, you know, was, was killed. Remember, I don't know if you heard of that a few months ago. and We were kind of scared. So just like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I, I've been lucky enough not had to worry about any of that kind of stuff. And hopefully that doesn't happen to me. But I do have to be cognizant of uh, the, the girls that work with me as well. We have to be careful. Mm-hmm. We have uh, – one of our, our agents has a stalker and we are like, she just won't do open houses. And I'm like, yeah, we get it. Like, honestly, yeah. like, because you can't, you never know. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's been an ongoing situation. And believe it or not, the police don't help a lot. No. And, they, and they're like, well, they have, she doesn't physically threaten you. Like, there's been social media posts and where she's showing them. She's like, she's mm-hmm. actually threatening me. She's like, well, you know, it's and they've been loosey-goosey about it too. And like, yeah, she, they've arrested her a couple of times, but it's like, yeah. but it's not going anywhere. And she's and we push back we're like, what's going to make you happy when I'm dead? You know, like so you so as much as the police are there to protect you, sometimes their their hands are tied. So we're like, yeah, I would say protection is huge, no matter yeah. where you are, like if, especially a young female, you know, anywhere in the city. It doesn't matter what city, even though yeah. Toronto's safe, you just never know.
0: You just have to be aware all the time. You know, if you, if you're getting messages from somebody and they want to talk about real estate over drinks do some qualifying questions, you know, are you pre-approved, you know, what's your budget, yada, yada, yada. And if they don't have those answers, you can, you can usually tell within the first few minutes if they're just trying to take you out for drinks to like flirt with you or do whatever, or if they're actually serious of buying Mm -hmm. and getting a lot of people come through my social media, I can tell within the first few minutes who's serious and who's not. And I'm not going to waste my time. And so I think you just have to be alert all the time.
1: So what the our teammates have done with me sometimes when they have questions like that, they'll say, sure, can you just talk to Dave and they'll give my an email? And yeah. that and you never hear from them. Yeah, again. I've done that too with yeah. with
0: my colleague. yeah I'm like, okay, here. He's he's gonna come with me on the appointment. Yeah. So and then yeah. and then all of a sudden they're not interested anymore. So. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's always a good trick. Have, have have a male companion with you too. I think that's yeah. fantastic. So yeah. it's like, yeah, that's obviously it's a great, great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so advice. So what was your inspiration besides like, so now moving forward? Like we know your inspiration in the beginning was to eat <laughs> yeah,
0: very much. So, so survival so, mode. <laughs> so now you're not,
1: now you're not surviving. You're doing well, you're thriving. Yeah. So what keeps you inspired to do? Like, what is, what do you see for Jenna in the next, you know, the next little while? Like, what do you want to do with this?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I would say it's, it's been a, I'm doing well now, but it's been a rocky road. I think the last few years, COVID, it was really hard to keep a, a straight mindset because you're locked in, you can't work out. So, It was kind of it was hard the first couple of years. You're just struggling not even so much with work, but just keeping like your mental state. Um, But now recently, you know, being in a healthy relationship, I feel like I have more of a purpose now of building something with somebody and, you know, really just seeing what that future could look like together. So I think that's a really big motivating factor, whereas before, you know, you don't really you don't really have that. You're just you're kind of just doing the day to day. Um, so I think that's kind of what keeps me motivated and inspired.
1: Well, now you have another mouth to feed
0: yes and now i have a little kitty that i have to take <laughs> care for and her food is not cheap no.
1: we have three of them that's why I like when i saw jenna got a cat it was all over me. i'm like oh my god and, and he or she i'm like it's, it's a she she she's adorable like oh, and she's so growing so fast. fast holy crap yeah i'm
0: so. taking her out on walks i'm training her she i want to take her hiking see the world she's going to be my child for the next while <laughs> What's her name? uh Nyla.
1: Ah, oh, Nyla. Nyla's adorable. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys haven't checked out Jenna on her Instagram, go check out her cat. Like,
0: she has a TikTok I, too. Oh, she does too.
1: Oh my God. You yeah. got to send me that. Yeah. yeah I'll, it's I'll just follow a lot Jenna. to
0: juggle though. But I'll
1: follow. <laughs> sorry, I was gonna say I'll follow Jenna. I'll follow Nyla. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, so we talked before a little offline and you do have a special story for our, our deal, which I don't even yeah. know this story yet. You, have even, you so haven't told excited. me anything about I'm this. I'm so, so excited to yeah. tell you this story. Okay, so what happened?
0: Okay. So when we did a, our deal or a few years ago, that day I had a really rough day. I got into a fight um, with someone who was in my life at the time and it just went so bad. So I'm sitting in my car, I'm bawling my eyes off and then I get a ding, ding, ding. I look down, I see that I get... A bully offer for the house that I was listing. I go. Was that oh. mine? It was uh, my listing.
1: No, no, I'm saying was oh, it my oh, yeah, was, yeah, it, yeah. was it my bully offer? Because we talked beforehand. Um, no, we, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't yours. Okay.
0: And so this was my very first listing sale. So <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I just saw the bully offer come through and I wiped my tears and said, okay, it's game time. Put that behind me. I got to focus on this. Mm. So then I called everyone who showed uh, showed the house and then I ended up getting five more offers, one of them being yours. Again, first listing, no idea what I was doing. And so I remember going back and forth being like, okay, I know I have to try to get these people up in prices. So I'm going to negotiate with everybody. Everybody came up in price and then I went again and I went again and I went again instead of properly being like, okay, we're going to have another, we're going to have two more rounds of like negotiating or we're going to have one more round, bring your best and final, whatever's on the tables on the table. I wasn't doing that. I was just talking to all of you guys just telling me. I, I still do that. Well, I <laughs> for me, I was just like kind of just going yeah. back and forth with everybody, and, and not it not being um, organized. Yeah. And so I think we were negotiating until like midnight. I was I, falling
1: asleep too. I was just like, oh. yeah. I and I, I was had a scotch. I was just, like falling asleep. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> then the phone's going off. And then I had a
0: realtor <laughs> call me at at like ten thirty, being like, you know, if I brought you one point five, would you would you take it? And I said, yeah, of course. I don't hear from him for hours, so I'm going back and forth with like you and four other realtors at the time. So then yours was like top and final. You were like very close with another realtor. And I just remember having so much anxiety and I'm like, okay, I sent it to my clients. They were happy with your with your deal. I was texting you, I'm like, okay, we're gonna do the sign back, yada, yada, yada. And then the the agent, the 1.5 agent comes in last minute, sends me the offer on paper. I'm sitting here sweating. I'm just like, I'm gonna i'm not gonna I'm not gonna see this offer, and so we ended up going with you, and I think we sold it for like one point four fifty yeah, and I had an offer for the house at one point five, and I was just so anxious and so nervous i'm like i'm just gonna pretend that i didn't see that because we were in the sign back already right, right. we were accepting your offer yeah right yeah. and i think
1: you had told me at that point we've accepted too so you kind of yeah, have so to go it, with me or, yeah, yeah so
0: it was like the offer was accepted at this point right so it was like what am i gonna do i can't just go back and say just kidding you know everything was pretty much signed or you can get sued for that yeah, so <laughs> it, w- it was just so stressful at that point, but it was my first listing, like listing sale. I had no idea what I was doing, and so funny enough, here we are. <laughs> I'm a lot better now, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's fine. There were certain things we noticed, like we noticed. I could tell it was your first listing because it was kind of you're like, like, and it just wasn't. I wasn't harping on it too. It was just like you
0: I think I it. might have mentioned it to you towards the end, being like, I'm a little newer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I was,
1: and I said to my like, yeah, guy, I can tell. And yeah. It, it, which is fine. Like we have other guys saying, well, I've been in this industry for so long. I hope I wasn't a like, oh, obviously, if I was a dick, you yeah, wouldn't be no, here no, today. No, yeah, for sure. But it was one of those things I remember saying to my client, I'm like, okay, like, you know, she's I can tell she hasn't done this for a while. like, so we're gonna go through. But there are certain things we noticed that, like, you know, even when I was walking through the home, it was like, So now you pay more attention to and the seller's yeah. telling us like, oh, but this and like Oh, the t- like Jenna didn't tell me that, and she's like, "I'm like that would have added value," <laughs> and it was funny. It was kind of like, and I don't know if he told you stuff too, but he's telling us all the stuff behind the walls and stuff too. And it's like mm-hmm. it was interesting, right? Yeah. So it's like now it's like so I make sure it's like okay, moving forward, I have them have a list. So I learn things from all the time. What we're learning from yeah. other sales, and I turned to my client. I said to him like, and I think you told me about the one point five afterwards. I'm like, you realized you got it. You stole this, right? Like you know, for this price, like even at one five. Yeah. I think and I think thinking if if you would have waited, because this was a Friday. Mm-hmm. We were doing a lot of this on Friday. And that's – because I remember I gave you a call and I said <clears> – <throat> one of the reasons why I know now, what I would wait to do if you're going to get a bully offer, we usually wait to after the open house. So that's one thing I learned. Because at the beginning, we said we're open open house. I like open up to bullies. Mm-hmm. But I'm noticing after the open house, is like, okay, my clients are already more – willing like, okay we've, we show, we showed it to more people at the open house they feel more confident taking a bully offer mm-hmm. so that's why i try to list a little later in the week and try to do the bully offer after yeah. that so these are kinds of things i've learned too so when i saw you were able to on friday i'm like this i turned to my client i'm like she's gonna take a bully on friday this is perfect mm-hmm. because i'm like no one's gonna see the open house and that's when the market was hot so and it, I,
0: it was so hot
1: and if you would have waited i think if you would have waited you would have more, more, gotten more
0: well, even it. just yeah. seeing that deal like after we accepted everything right it's i wasn't you know what could I have done but no. it was it was such a crazy but, but let's, experience
1: let's be honest you still got a lot of money for your client like it wasn't like we're yeah. not we're not talking like oh my god they're the only no no they got a lot of, they money, a lot for of the, money they got for a lot of money and a they were four, super
0: happy at the end of the day of course they were also very scary sellers it was good cop bad cop between husband and wife and the whole time I was just every time I would speak to them I would like sh- you know shake and stuff like that but I, I'm really happy that my first listing was so intense because i then after that everyone just got every listing's gotten easier. And then right. I've just learned so much. But again, you know, that's that's how you learn in this industry. And I think a lot of realtors try to like act like we're perfect and we know it all. But when you're when you're new, you're learning as you go, right? And it's just one of those things, right?
1: I think I said this to to uh, Owen in one of her talks, I think before. Uh so Owens in the back we were watching this just making sure we're keeping on time. Um uh, <laughs> So I sold I, I sold a property for a friend of ours too. And I remember like, I so we sold our house in 2021, 20, December. And we listed his property on June of this year. And he's like, Dave, I want you to do exactly the same thing you did at your house. And I said, no, you don't. And then I, I, I'll say the story. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm like, his name's Derek. I said, Derek. I've gone better. Like it's been a year and a half. Like mm-hmm. everything's sharpened. Like so every time I'm doing a listing, I'm getting a little bit better. You like you, certain things change. It's like mm-hmm. we try things new. out. So I'm like, no. So you don't want me from a year and a half ago. You want me as of today. And that's, yeah. I would say, even us, like we're still, every time we're learning new, new stuff.
0: Every time. No and, deal is the same. No. There's always a no. slight differences and you yeah. just keep learning as you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, But uh, to be honest with you, (laughs) for for your first deal, having those multiples in that crazy of a market, you did very well. The the communication was great too. Thank you.
0: I appreciate it because I had one realtor threaten to sue me over it because they were so upset that we went with your deal because I guess they were under the impression that I wasn't doing any more rounds and so they were super like upset with me, and they were freaking out. And again, like it was just so stressful. And I just told them, like, listen, you know, like I'm newer at this. I'm sorry if I, you know, didn't do things correctly or yada yada yada. But my clients are happy with this offer, and they were they were extremely angry. And like, well, you well they live had and an you opportunity. Learn.
1: Well, that's the other thing is they had an opportunity to give their best and final. Yeah, and that's up to you. Like, yeah. and you can't. You can't say like, oh, well, okay, here's like, here's an extra five, they can go all night. Because so, I the reason why I say I still do this. Sometimes I'll like, what I'll have an offer situation. Like some people say, okay, we'll give you the first round. If somebody's obviously clearly head and shoulders above everybody, the no one's going to catch that. They say, okay, we'll just take it. I still go back and I say, listen, like we yeah. have a re- – I tell people we have a good offer. Um, but we're giving everybody an opportunity. Some people just fall off off the wayside. It just happens. Yeah. But sometimes I went back and forth. Like there's certain situations to say this is your best and final. I get the offer back and they're off by $1,000. Yeah. So what do you do in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. So you go, is this your best and final? Because you guys are really close. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess it really depends like how many rounds you're doing. And I recently just had – it happened to me on the buy side. So I had a client. We're looking at Hamilton um We found like a house came up. The offers were that night, and I was like, he really liked it. I'm like, well, I'm like, should we go? So I called a realtor. I said, hey, you know, I know you're doing offers tonight. Do you have any interest on the place? And he said, yeah, we have a few people. And um I said, okay, like this is my client's budget. Would that work? And he's like, yeah, we would take an offer like that. So I wrote up the offer. Mm-hmm. I sent it to him. He said, yeah, go see, go see the house, and it's yours. I said, are you sure? Because we're in Toronto and it's eight o'clock on a Friday night. I don't want to drive out there if you're not going to take our offer. Are you sure? Do not waste my time. He's an investor. We'll get the next house. He said, yep, go ahead. We get out there. We see the place. I text the agent. Perfect. We love it. Let's get the deal done. Don't hear anything. So I'm driving back. No answer. He calls me, said, listen. He's like, I had another offer come on the table. We were the only ones apparently a couple offers came on the table you know there's a couple offers on the table um you know you're neck and neck you're gonna have to increase your price i'm driving back being like you already told us we were gonna have the house and he said sorry you know it is what it is okay call my client he's a little upset but i'm like listen we're 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 close we just have to up our price and it's ours so we up the price again 30 30 40 minutes goes by no response like i'm so sorry that they raised their price you're gonna have to come up again Shit. and so i called him i said listen i said i don't want to be going back and forth if we come up in price is it a crazy amount or do we just have to come up a nickel he said you just have to come up a nickel the place is yours i said are you sure he said yeah we come we come we come up in price 30 minutes goes by (sighs) again didn't hear anything from him and they accepted another offer I was so furious because I was Why would in, he call you? I was in the imp- under the impression the whole time that we we're gonna get this place. And then if we came up, but he was going back and forth with all of these realtors and he was also attached to the property. It was he he wasn't on title, but he was kind of like a side investor type of thing. And so yeah, it was just one of those moments when I was sitting there thinking, like, is this what I did the first time with my listing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, as we get to, unfortunately, we have to wrap up. Yeah. So, you know, I know Owen's looking at me. He's like, all right, let's get this thing going, right?
0: <laughs> we can't talk <laughs> all day.
1: I know, I know. <laughs> we can talk real estate all day. Uh, so just a little closing remarks again. So want to see, like, so if you have um, any closing words to people, either realtors, people want to become a realtor, uh, any suggestions besides being the females, or what would you do to get in? Would you? become a realtor, first of all. And then then, So, if you had the choice again, would you become a realtor again? And then Mm -hmm. if so, what advice would you give to new realtors?
0: I would say if I was to go back, I would still become a real estate agent. And my advice to other people would be don't get into real estate because you like houses and you like working with people because it's so much more than that. It's so much more than loving real estate. It's so much more than liking to work with people like you're quitting your nine to five to work 24 seven and to compete with one in every fourth person who is in real estate. So you really have to love entrepreneurship. You have to be disciplined. You have to be consistent and you have to be able to take hard criticism because we don't just open doors and show houses. There's a lot of nitty gritty that goes behind closed doors there's a lot of crying in your car. And then there's a lot of jumping in your living room, right? Mm-hmm. So you just have to be prepared that it is really hard. And we're in a very competitive market. And if you're going to get into real estate, you have to go in full time and you have to be fully committed. And if you're not, there's going to be people like me that will take the business.
1: <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. And, and if people don't already follow you, uh, what's the best way for them to catch your videos, et cetera?
0: They can follow me on Instagram at Jenna. Dot Rose. Dot Realty. It's nice. And
1: do you have a TikTok too, or just your cat?
0: I do have a TikTok. It's uh, Miss Real Estate Toronto. I'm I'm not as active on there, but I have a couple of viral videos going on there. So that's nice.
1: I mean, well, no one wants to use my videos viral. Just like, <laughs> on TikTok, I only get a couple hundred. That's it. I don't know, for some TikTok
0: reason. is weird, man. It's a, weird it's a whole thing. other animal, and yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm not, I haven't I haven't cracked the code yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So if you like what you heard, uh, obviously we want we'd love for you to like, subscribe, share. Uh, would follow along anywhere where you watch your the dc pod or actually anywhere you listen to podcasts you just yeah. kind of follow if you don't know where to get that if you go to my instagram it's david veicinelli underscore realtor and we do have a link tree just click on the link tree and it has either a podcast or the videos on YouTube, youtubes so you can subscribe there so it's nice and easy for you guys to get there and again thank you jenna for coming
0: thanks for having me
1: awesome see you guys soon okay bye for now